Did you know, um, you know, I never get this right. You never do. I never do. You always try. I always try and I never get our part right at the end. I could I could explain quantum physics, oh. but I, I can't say rate us on on the podcast. Oh, perfect. Let's do that. Yeah. Let's, let's just dive into eigenvalues <laughs> right now, please. All right, here we go. Welcome to I Used to Know. I'm Scott. And I'm Steve. We're your hosts for this adventure into the past. Where we dive into things we used to know when we were kids that are no, no longer true. Hey, Steve. Hey, Scott. Hey, when we were doing our show on I Used to Know Pictures Took Time, you mentioned that the disc film we used back in the day reminded you of the old viewfinder inserts, right? Yeah, that's right. But hey, man, first, your voice. Yeah, I'm a little under the weather. You're sounding a little bit like uh, Stevie Nicks or something here. <laughs> this is the Stevie Nicks edition. Okay. All right, all right, I'll take it. I can I'll take it. I can tough through this if you can. Yeah, oh, I can. My voice, I've got plenty of both warm and cold liquids. I am ready to go. Ready to go. Yes. Perfect. All right, yeah. So this disc film that we're talking about. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, it's basically just a bunch of square pieces of film. They're spaced out on these radial spokes of a plastic disc. And uh, the viewfinder inserts we used when back when we were kids, they're kind of the same thing. They're square pieces of transparent slide film. They're spaced out on a round piece of cardboard, right? Yeah. And if you remember, we said that it would make a really cool mini pod if we talked about the Viewfinder and or the Viewmaster, and this is it. Yeah. I used to know Viewmasters. Yay! And we're going to talk about how much we used to love those old Viewmaster toys. And although I, it wasn't exactly hours of fun. would <laughs> be done pretty quick. Yeah, I, I'm going to definitely say it was fun to pull out of the closet every once in a while, which I think I still do. I, I, the last time you I used one. one. I do. Oh. Um, I think I used it, though. It was probably about two years ago. Mm-hmm. But, you know, when you pulled it out of the closet, click through a couple of those pictures, you're still amazed at how much fun that toy is for the moment that you use it. And I also remember it was great on road trips. Yes. Okay. So let's... Go back to the very first Viewmaster, right? And for that, we're going to need to use our Wayback Machine. Oh, yeah. So here I am. I'm setting the dial to 19. Oh, come on. Really? Yeah. I know that looks good, <clears throat> Scott. It's, it's, it's the voice. Look, it's the right? voice? Yeah, no, no, no. no. You want to go someplace else. Yeah. Well, I mean, so I'm guessing you're saying 1900 something yeah. in the 1900s, right? That makes sense to me. Yeah. So, so I'm I'm just thinking a, just a wee bit back further than a, that. A wee bit. Yes. So I don't want to go too far back though. I'm thinking like 1838. <laughs> 1838. Come on. I did my homework for this podcast, right? Really? Yeah. Well, this time I did. Okay. Yeah. Now the others, not so much. Okay. But this time. I know that the Viewmaster wasn't even around in 1838. No. No, it wasn't around for any of the 1800s. Nope. But the granddaddy of the Viewmaster was mm-hmm. the stereoscope. Oh, right. What the doctors used to hear your cough and your heart, right? Oh. The stereoscope. Seriously? Seriously? Yeah. You Seriously. had to go to the dad joke? Dad joke. <laughs> of course. I couldn't pass up a dad joke. <sighs> All right. I'll continue. Sorry All for right. interrupting. <clears throat> so the stereoscope is a device which allows each eye to see a different picture, Mm -hmm. but in a way that your brain sees a one 3D picture. The stereo. Okay. Right. So basically, you have something that looks like binoculars, Mm -hmm. uh, one lens for each eye, and then for each eye, there's an individual picture. And it's usually the same object, but the idea is that the picture is just, each picture is just slightly off. 
and it's off by the distance between your eyes. Okay. So, I mean, let's let's do an experiment. I'm ready. All right. So everyone listening, unless you're driving or like flying an airplane or... <laughs> All those pilots that we have as subscribers. You know, there's long flights. <laughs> they could be listening to us yeah. in the air, 30,000 feet. Or, or anybody using heavy machinery. That's probably a bad thing. You yeah. know, the... Yeah, don't uh, don't participate in this experiment. Right. So <clears throat> only do this if you're somewhere safe and you're not moving, I'd say. Okay, fair <laughs> all right. So all right, now cover your right eye. Got it. With your hand and then just kind of look around with the one good, you know, with the one open eye. I'm looking around. All right. And then now switch, right? So now take that hand off with the other one on the other eye, your left eye and now look around. A little different. Now they're a little different, exactly. So that's the point is that the perspective of everything you're looking at is just slightly different for each eye. And it's the difference is the distance between your eyes. So now, if you take two pictures and each picture is taken with that same distance between the eyes, mm-hmm. right? If you place each picture in front of each eye, you will and create a way so that like one eye can't just be like tricky and see the other picture. So you, um, you want to make sure you're staring. Each eye gets its own picture and it's staring right at its picture. You're tricking the eyes. <clears throat> yes. And so basically, your eyes are seeing the two perspectives. And therefore, your brain's going to combine the two pictures into one picture, and it's going to be one 3D view, and that is a stereoscope. I love it. Science. Exactly. And now, to go back to the point of 1838, Mm -hmm. that's the first type of stereoscope was invented by Sir Charles Wheatstone, and in his situation, he used a mirror. So instead of two lenses, what he did was he had a mirror that was like a triangle, Okay. And he put the, the the one edge of the triangle between his eyes, like where your nose is, so that basically one diagonal mirror was facing, you know, to the to the right. A little and bit. A, and the other one was facing, no, it was a lot. A lot. It was like, it was a 45 degree angle. So that you were seeing two pictures that were like facing, like where your ears would be, like facing towards oh, your head. Oh, okay. So you would split the view and you'd be looking at those two pictures. I got you. But you have to set the pictures up to your <clears throat> left and your right. Exactly. So gotcha. they were facing like your head instead of facing towards your face. They were huh. facing towards the side of your head on each side. But the mirror was letting you see each each eye was seeing its own picture. And it created the stereoscope that way. That was his invention. And that was back there in... Uh, 1838. Well, that's cool, but that's no Viewmaster, right? A Viewmaster is just this, uh, if I remember right, plastic case. You got two eye holes. It's like a like a little stubby binocular, right? And uh, it's got the slot on the top. You slip in this cardboard um, coaster, for lack of any better word. Mm. Um, like a drink coaster. Yeah. Not a roller coaster. No, it's just <laughs> this round cardboard disc, but it has some picture slides embedded in that coaster. And then there on the side of this uh, this stubby binocular, there's a lever. And when you want to advance the film or the coaster or whatever you want to call it, you pull the lever down, and you can see one picture. Uh, and then you pull the lever down, it spins again, and you see another picture. It's all pretty simple. Very simple. No, so I love the Viewmaster. Mm-hmm. I mean, you felt like you were there. Like, you know, if you had the one for Paris, right? You'd put that in there and you'd see, like, the Eiffel Tower in 3D or... You know, you put the one in for dinosaurs. Yeah. Like brontosauruses. <laughs> brontosaurus. Because I used to know there were brontosauruses. They're, so you they're put back, the, baby. They are. So you dinosaurs, you see 3D dinosaurs or you'll go into space. You'd mm-hmm. see like the planets in 3D. It was amazing. Like that. It was amazing. Yeah. It was a great toy. Well, a toy? This is not a toy. It was a toy. This thing is a weapon, Scott. What? 
Yeah, yeah. It just started, you know, with these two businessmen coming together, William Gruber and Harold Graves. Is that the guy from Die Hard? Well, no, Gruber. You're right. Hans Gruber. Hans Gruber. Hans Gruber. Um, No, William Gruber. uh, He developed this camera rig for taking the stereo photographs that you were talking about before. And then Harold Graves, he had this uh, company called Sawyer's Photographic Services, and he saw that there's a way to make money off of this thing. So together they formed this partnership back in 1938-ish, and they started making and selling these Viewmasters, selling them to the public, and um, they saw it for the first time at the 1940s World's Fair. All right, so these guys made this gadget. That sounds pretty peaceful. Mm, Yeah, yeah, but you're not paying exact attention to what I'm saying. What do you mean? The guy made these plastic things, and I mean, I don't know. It sounds like it's a very peaceful toy. Yeah, but the year, man, the year, Scott, is 1938. And what's about to happen in 1939? Oh, Maybe a world war? Yeah, huh? I guess so, yeah. World War II? So how does this help World War II? Well, guess who was their first big customer? The U.S. military, what? man. Yeah, they bought millions of these custom picture sets. That, what? Well, they showcased different types of aircraft. And, uh, really? And then they sold 10,000 of these different Viewmasters so the soldiers could look at these pictures through the Viewmasters. And uh, the Army used the Viewmasters to train the soldiers to recognize enemy aircraft as well as friendly allied planes as they're flying through the sky. You're kidding. So this was a training tool for the military. It was. So that they could, like, without being shot at and without real time, they could stare at these viewfinders and recognize, oh, that's a bad guy plane and that's a good guy plane. Shoot that, don't shoot that. That's right. I mean, it was a training tool. That's crazy. So the soldiers now, they come back from this war. And these things are so cool how they showed off the pictures in 3D and everything. So naturally, what do you do with something that helped you win the war and you had fun with? You turn them into toys. Seriously? Yeah. (laughs) So now they're back from the war and Viewmaster, who's their next big customer group? It's going to be kids. I mean, I mean, it's baby boomer time. That's how you make all this money after the war, Scott. It's true. Especially after they locked down the access to the Disney characters. Oh, so they got some sort of like exclusive thing for Disney. They, they show did. up all their characters. That's right. <laughs> That's right. And Disney was big back then. I mean, we're talking like, you know, Mickey Mouse Clubhouse and things. This is classic <laughs> Disney, right? Wow. And to be perfectly honest, you know, not much changed in this toy over the years, right? So now you're going through the 50s and the 60s and the 70s. And then in 1981, they sold the company to Arnold Thaler. For just over $20 million, Scott. Right? And the company... That's a lot of Benjamins. And as you were talking serious money for a Viewmaster. Making Tw- it rain. $20 million. Crazy. And they renamed the whole company Viewmaster International Group. Right? Mm-hmm. But now that didn't last very long. You know, they're, they're making Viewmasters. And by the time they get to 1989, they sell all this off to Tyco Toys. And Tyco has it from 89 to 97, and then they merge with Mattel. Okay, now I know these guys, Mattel. Mattel, they're the toy company. Yeah. So the the Viewmasters is kind of like jumping around from company to company, and eventually it's given to Fisher-Price, which turns out to be owned by Mattel. So it's all still within the family. Nice. Yeah. And, And so now we still have that today. Wow, I, I had no idea that it was a military training tool. Yeah. And and I, I certainly didn't understand how how it just kind of 
grew with the Disney thing. So that's this is all amazing. I had no idea. <laughs> so so Steve, did you have a Viewmaster? I, I did. I had one that was in my closet, and I'd pull it out, you know, you know, once uh, every couple months, and just kind of like when I'm bored, I'm looking around. I had a I had a Viewmaster disc that had a whole bunch of undersea pictures, right? So it was yeah, like sharks and like squid and um, coral reefs and things like that. And it was just fun to kind of like click through those and you know pretend like I was underwater. Sure. Yeah. What about you? Did you have uh, you know any favorite discs back then? So I remember my Viewmaster growing up. I believe it was actually blue. It blue wasn't one. red. They're supposed to be red. The classic I, ones I are know. red. It, but I, mine was blue. I re, if I remember correctly. I think that was a <clears> knockoff. <throat> that was, it could have been. That was like a view miser. <laughs> it could have been. I don't know. But it still took the Viewmaster discs. <laughs> That's so, all that counts. Yes. So anyway, I I remember mine. Of course, I was like a spacehead. Okay. So growing up, I loved space and outer space. So, so for me, it was all about like you know the planets. Uh, like when the first space shuttle came out, I had a, I think I had the space shuttle Viewmaster where you would click through and you'd see the launch, you know, and you would see the different things from there. That's you'd cool. see satellites. Cool. I, I even want to, I, I want to say I saw one once for Skylab. Skylab. Yeah, which, yeah, before which it could fell. be a good podcast. Ooh, because that's I right. I used to know Skylab. That was all the talk. Yeah. yeah. You didn't know if, uh, if it was going to fall on your head at one point. Yep. But anyway, so I, I had most of the space ones. And, and then I had some geography ones, like I said, the Paris one before. Mm-hmm. That was a real one that I saw. So, yeah. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. Yeah. So, do you have any other thoughts about the Master? I do. You do? I do, yes. Did you know that you can make your own Viewmaster, Scott? You mean like a Nintendo cardboard thing or something? Like make your own thing? Well, maybe. I, I didn't mean actually the device, but there are places on the internet where you can make the disc. You make your own pictures. The pictures? like As in like, I get my pictures inside of a Viewmaster. Yeah, like a customized Viewmaster disc. That is so cool. Of your own stuff, right? So That is so cool. Yeah, like if your family pictures or you know, your vacation, you can put it into a Viewmaster. Nice. Yeah, if you Google it, you can find people that will upload your photos. Okay. And they'll create the Viewmaster of your wedding, uh, your kids walking for the first time, whatever. It's, it's awesome. Well, that's that's amazing. Yeah. I had no idea. Yeah. How about you? Do you have anything else? I do. Of course you do. And and it is about Google Cardboard. <laughs> okay. You mean like this <clears throat> 3D device you make out of the cardboard and then you use your smartphone to become the screen and it's like a, a virtual reality system and you, know, you can uh, you, Google Cardboard. You, so you, you know about this stuff? Well, yeah, of course. I'm a physicist, I, I, I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> okay. Well, um, so the Viewmaster has gone to Google Cardboard. So they have a Viewmaster VR viewer now mm-hmm. where you put in your phone, just like the Google Cardboard, and they give you a little Viewmaster disc. But this time the discs, they don't actually have pictures on them. What you do is you take the disc and then with this new VR headset, you aim at the disc and the disc has some sort of like picture that it can identify and then take you to 
you know, the pictures you're going to see in a VR world. So it's Viewmaster 3D, but it's Viewmaster 3D VR. So you can move around and stuff. So think about it like a Batman one. You know, there's a disc and it's got a picture of Batman on it, but there's no pictures on the disc. It's just the like, the, it's not a QR code, but, you know, it's a special code that the, the system recognizes. You aim your Viewmaster VR, VR at it, and then you've got all the 3D pictures of Batman. This is mind-bending. It's, it's basically, it's Google Cardboard, right? Why do I need a Viewmaster VR viewer? You mean versus just Google Cardboard? Yeah. Well, a <clears throat> couple reasons. I mean, A, Google Cardboard really isn't for kids, right? If you put your phone in there and you give it to some little kid... You know, your, your phone's going to get wrecked because busted. it's just cardboard and they drop it. It wasn't designed for little kids, right? Mm-hmm. So B, um, this thing's also not that expensive. You, if you go to Amazon, you'll find it for like 10 bucks or 15 bucks. You, you know, it's not that expensive. And it has a nice plastic housing to keep everything, you know, your phone safe and stuff. Nice. Right? C, the upside is because it is for kids, right? There's a way to make sure that whole disc concept, aim it at the disc and get content. There's no accidental see the wrong content. Good point, man. So it's all appropriate for kids. That would be in 3D and everything. You don't want that. So it's all good, right? And then, you know, and D, it's just super cool to say that it's the Viewmaster of the 21st century. I mean, (laughs) come on. I mean, Google Cardboard, no offense to Google, but do you want to say I'm using Google Cardboard or do you want to be like, I've got this Viewmaster <laughs> VR? That's, I'll give you that. That's it's pretty cool. It's a way cool. cooler yes, thing. Yes, yes, yes. True, true, true. So, so Steve, do you do you have anything else? Uh, no, no. I think uh, we covered everything. I, I just love reminiscing about these old toys. And the Viewmaster was definitely something that gave me a lot of fun and enjoyment back uh, when I was a little kid. Cool. Well... <clears throat> I guess that's how I used to know Viewmasters, the mini pod. Yep. Yep. And we hope you like this mini pod of I Used to Know. Did you like what you heard? Even with my under the weather voice? If you did, could you give us a rating on like Apple iTunes or Spotify? Or in TuneIn or iHeartRadio or Google Podcast or... Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think they got the picture. See, the thing about ratings is that it helps other people, I mean, total strangers, find our show. Like that person that just walked right by you. No, no, no. Not, not that person. The other person right there. Yeah, right. <laughs> Thanks, Steve. No problem. So also, we would love to hear from you. So what was your favorite Viewmaster? We would love to know. And you could reach us on Facebook at I Used to Know or on Twitter at I Used to Know Pod. Or, you know, I've been Instagramming at I Used to Know underscore Scott. I just subscribed. Yeah. So uh, and remember, all the twos are actually the number two. Thanks always to the amazing Stevie Jump for our theme song. Again, thanks for listening. Uh, Even with my voice, I appreciate it. (laughs) Threes and eights, everyone, and talk to you soon. (laughs) Bye, everybody.